Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Giant Take Podcast. My name is Josh and I'm joined by my friend and my co-host Alex. We are once again together and you can see that if you're watching because we're elbow to elbow this time, not thigh to thigh or toe to toe, but uh, you know, we are we are elbow to elbow today. Uh, we switched, um, you know, areas of living. We're at Alex's house now. We were at my house last night. So, uh, you know, each person got their hosting opportunities. And even though we weren't together tonight for the second and third round, we were together uh, at heart because we were texting each other constantly about each pick. And my God, when the Giants traded up to get Jalen Hyde at 73, how excited was I? Um, and happy birthday, Grandma. Uh, it is her birthday today. We were actually at dinner. My family was celebrating. And uh, we were leaving the restaurant as the trade was announced that the Giants traded up to 73 from 89. And uh, I might have yelled at my father and said, the Giants traded up, the Giants traded up. And I like put it on my phone and then they drafted high. And I was like, you know, um, very excited about that. So the whole family found out, you know, whether they wanted to or not, but that is what it is. So let me just address a couple things. Uh, we are using the mic. We're going to be passing around this time. Yesterday I was in one place and we did a good job editing that on video and on audio. So it sounded pretty good. Uh, you might hear some, you know, like the tapping of the passing of the mic or the holding of the mic that might come into play. But I don't think any of you care about that because all we're really here for is to talk about these draft uh, players uh, that the Giants picked being John Michael Schmitz at pick number 59, 57. And I'm thinking of 89, the old uh, third round pick. 57 in the second round, late second round, and the Giants uh, picking Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver out of Tennessee, uh, pick 73 after they trade up. But anyway, we're going to go into all of it. Um, Alex, how are you doing? Passing the mic. I'm passing the mic. I'm doing well. Um, you know, it was a really exciting day two. I rushed home. I got home just in time uh, for the start of day two. And then uh, I was assigned with Josh at uh, birthday dinner duties i was assigned with creating the instant reaction videos which apparently are not very exciting apparently i don't put a lot of no i bring no energy all right i'm sorry all right maybe i'm just i'm too toned down um and uh yeah but anyway i was i thought i was pretty excited but apparently i'm not that excited so um i am certainly excited now because i thought the giants had a really really good day and um you know both picks could have been picks that the giants made in the first round uh, even and definitely in the second round um, with John Michael Schmitz, who probably fell a lot further than people play, uh, you know, expected. And then um, Jalen Hyatt, who a lot of people did not expect to be there either. And I will say here, just giving myself a little bit of credit or both of us a little bit of credit because we both did this. Our 1.0 mock draft had Banks, uh, CB1, uh, or our first round pick, not CB1. Uh, and then we had John Michael Schmitz at 57. So our first two picks of our 1.0 first. I didn't even know that. Yeah, we did. So wow. that was uh that was correct. So well, I think funny enough we had yeah, pass the mic over. Uh funny enough I think actually we um were we getting a little bit of flack for that? I thought that we had yeah. Schmitz that late and I think we had Trevor Sikama on after our 1.0 and he was like I don't think they'll fall that far. He'll go in the first round. So look at us. I mean, and this is nothing against Trevor Sikama. What a, a great No one thought that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, this is nothing against Sigma. He's a great guy. Um, he's come on our podcast twice, and he's a you know very successful content creator for PFF. We're Much we're more knowledgeable. What draft than we are? Exactly, exactly. Um, so it's nothing against him. It's just every, everyone thought that Schmitz was going to go in the first round, but it looks like uh, I guess stick with your gut, Alex. Is really the end 
the end point I'm trying to make here. So, you know, any of you out there who's uh, maybe changing your minds a little bit due to what others are saying, stick with your gut. It might work out on the end of things. And I'm glad we didn't. We uh, had Schmitz going there. So something we got right. Um, okay. So we had a good little intro there. It's five minutes in. Should we just start going over these guys? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, let's get into Tipman. I'm uh, not Tipman. Well, Tipman actually went uh, before Schmitz, which was surprising because we both agree that John Michael Schmitz is the number one center in this draft class. I would agree. I what I would say is that Tipman brings you know some more upside because he's six six. He's such an athletic freak. He's younger. He's about two years younger than John Michael Schmitz. So there is a reason why he went before. But what I would say is that in terms of a pro ready center for today's game uh, a leader uh in the front of that offensive line the center of that offensive line i think john michael schmitz is the better player a more prototypical center size too at around six three three hundred or so um so i think i'm really ecstatic with the pick the giants we saw i was talking about this in my uh very unexciting reaction video uh about how the eagles yesterday they got jalen carter they got nolan smith Cowboys got Mozzie Smith out of Michigan uh, defensive tackle. So the Giants really need to bulk up that offensive line to deal with those players in their division. Obviously, the Eagles already have a great front with Jordan Davis, who they drafted last year, Fletcher Cox, et cetera, Cowboys as well, Demarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons. So you really, really got to match up with your division, and you need to have an offensive line uh, that can hold up. And now we've got three, uh, hopefully— Two of them are unknown, obviously, in Neil and John Michael Schmitz, but three hopefully uh, cornerstone pieces on that offensive line with Glowinski, Azudu, uh, and Bredesen to kind of switch around at those guard spots and find the best options. So I'm very happy with the pick. Um, in terms of what John Michael Schmitz brings, um, you know, he's a really, really good athlete considering his size. He's a really good run blocker. He's got high football IQ. Uh, he keeps his feet moving really well, uh, especially in the run game. Like I mentioned, he's old. He's going to be 24 in his rookie season. Old in the perception of, old in perception of NFL draft, obviously, right? Most players are 22, 23, so he's a little bit older. Uh, even 21. Old in uh, Cordell Flott was 20, so there you go. Yeah, I was saying 21. Jalen High is 21. I believe he turns 22 in September. So a lot of younger players also come. You know, there's a wide range, I think. And he also only played center in college. So that's something to keep in mind. And pass protection uh, is sometimes slightly shaky so that's kind of what I had for him in my draft notes all three of the Giants picks so far have been scouted and graded by me so very excited about that I gave him a 6.7 which was like a second round grade which is right or early second round grade which is uh you know obviously not where he ended up going uh he ended up going in the late second round to the Giants at pick 57 so great great value here and uh really really happy with the pick Alex, I'm yawning like crazy in this one. I mean, we went to bed around one yesterday, and uh, it's late night recording again here, getting close to midnight here. The grind doesn't stop, but I've yawned so many times so far to start this episode. I'm trying to come in with a lot of energy here. Um, the only cons I had for Schmitz in my scouting of the player uh, was his below-average adjustments to moving targets, as well as his arm length being a little bit below-average. Um, and gets over-aggressive with uh, his pass-setting slides at some points as well. Uh, however, my draft scouting when it comes to the offensive linemen was very heavily relied on actual experts. Um, when I'm watching tape of Schmitz, the only thing that I saw was he allowed two sacks out of 302 passing plays. 
um, which was very good. And obviously the, the reps that I saw were very clean. I mean, the guy's a center, though. It's, it's really hard uh, when you're not actually an NFL scout and you're not, um, what's his name, Brandon Brown is our assistant GM? Yeah. When you're not Brandon Brown, it's, uh, it's hard for me, at least, as an outside looking in to assess offensive linemen. When you're watching like any other position, defensive linemen, quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, you can really watch the tape and, and definitely dive in. I'm not able to do that. But that is what I uh, was able to write down for Schmitz. Again, my number one, our number one center in this draft. So when the Giants picked him there at 57, I am projected as an early to mid second round pick. We got him in the late second round. Uh, we got the best center in this draft class. And I fully believe that. I think he could be our center for the next 10 years very consistent in college and a very good player um, there. And I really don't know what else to say because for Tittman to go earlier, I understand why he went earlier, but I also think that the Giants were gifted. I remember I actually said, I think last night when we recorded the episode and we were looking at players, I picked Schmitz and I said if the Giants were able to get Smith, uh, Schmitz uh, at 57, that's kind of like a seal. I either said that in a TikTok I recorded today or in the episode last night, but I definitely remember out of my three guys, I selected Schmitz as one of them. So I do still agree with that. I think it's a seal that we got him at 57, and he actually lasted that late. Um, do you have any final thoughts on Schmitz? Yeah. yeah. What I would say with Schmitz is, you know, I think he's going to be a day one starter. I think he's going to be plugging right in at center. And what I would also say, I wanted to bring up a couple quotes here, actually, from uh, Joe Shane and Brian Dable's kind of like post-day two press conference. Uh, about John Michael Schmidt, so he was actually John Michael Schmidt himself um, said he was at the Giants versus Vikings playoff game last year, which is kind of funny. Um, and he said what sets himself apart is his toughness, grit, and the way he finishes plays. He said he's ready to get to work. Um, and I think that was what else was I? Oh, there was the other one. Brian Dable and Joe Shane uh, said that you could see the nastiness from Joe, uh, John Michael Schmidt on film, but maybe not when you sit across from him off the field so I think that's interesting good personality off the field but will show that hunger and desire on the field which is really what you need um, at that center position so that's kind of my closing thoughts on John Michael Schmitz uh, obviously after the whole draft we'll kind of recap all these players and figure out you know which pick was our favorite but uh, I think this is definitely gonna be up there I think really really good value and just a really good start to day two yeah and it, just continuing with even a better uh, part here on day two is the Giants unexpectedly expectedly I guess you could say because after they made the move to go up one pick to 24 Joe Shane made sure to state in his press comments he did not fear trading up again he thought they had enough assets to do so and that's exactly what they did when Joe Shane was asked if he thought entering Friday that the Giants could land John Michael Schmitz and Jalen Hyde in rounds two and three he responded not really uh, and chuckled a bit as well so far, the Giants are killing this draft. They drafted in the first round, cornerback Deontay Banks. In the second round, center John Michael Schmitz. And the third round, wide receiver Jalen Hyatt. So let's go into this trade a little bit. Alex is going to pull up the scores right now. The Giants traded to pick 73, right? 73 in the third round from pick 89. So they gave up their 89th pick as well as their fourth round pick, which I want to say was 116. I feel like 116's in my head, but that might have been from our last mock draft, which was a trade. It might have been 116 was a trade. So pick 70, uh, pick 89 and pick 128 are the picks they gave up in their third and fourth round. So the Giants aren't drafting tomorrow until day five. Uh, so you're going to have a whole round without a Giants pick unless they trade back in the fourth round. We'll have to wait and see. But right now it's also all positions of need. 
It's these top positions of need that the Giants have covered. We're not going after a running back. We're not going after a tight end, which, yeah, I'm sure we need a bet. You know, we need to uh, get stronger at those positions, and that's great. But that's something you can get in the seventh round. Right now, we have covered the wide receiver position, which we need a player at, the center position, which we 100% need a player at. We don't really have a center. And then the cornerback position, which we need someone playing along a Dory Jackson, aside from him, um, alongside of him, whatever you want to say. Across from him, that's what the, there's the word. Um, they're they're addressing that, and uh, you know I'm gonna love to get into Jalen Hyde. I mean, Alex, I know your guy was Jaden Reed, wide receiver wise, your favorite. As you know, I was a Jalen Hyde fanboy heading into this, so I was pretty ecstatic when they were able to get him, especially at 73, a first round talent. Both of these guys, first round talents. I don't know how many times we're gonna say that this episode, but getting this guy, first round talent at 73, pretty crazy stuff. Go ahead. I just wanted to cover the trade. Like you mentioned, it was pick 89 and 128 for pick 73. Always love going into the value. I know a few people thought it was a little bit steep, but if you look at the numbers here, uh, pick 73 has a value of 225 points, uh, pick 89, 145 points, and pick 128, 44 points. I'm going to do some very quick math here. So that comes out to 189 points given up by the Giants for a, a pick value of 225. So actually a very good trade if you look by the numbers here on the trade value chart here for the draft. So just wanted to mention that before Josh gets into Jalen Hyatt, who I'll talk about after as well. All right. So Jalen Hyatt on my draft board was number two. And I know that's very high and not a lot of you agree with that. Uh, draft experts and New York Giants fans or NFL draft fans. That's what I, That's where I had him. A uh, six foot, one hundred eighty-five pound wide receiver, the junior, twenty-one year old out of Tennessee. I had him projected as a mid to late first round pick, as did really everyone. So it was very surprising that he was able to fall this far down. This past season, he had sixty-seven catches for one thousand two hundred sixty-seven yards, fifteen touchdowns, a significant increase from uh, two two touchdown seasons in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty-one. Everyone is going to remember him in college for the times uh, or just the single time that they played fifth-ranked Alabama in October. It was a win was at that game, by the way. Important to note. It was a win for Tennessee, and it was a big win for Hyatt as he had six catches for 207 yards and five touchdowns. And I want to say uh, Branch, Brian Branch was the one on Alabama. Yeah, Brian Branch was on Alabama, but he, he didn't play outside. No, well... Jalen Hyatt burned him uh, for one of the touchdowns, and I wanted to mention that because that was probably one of his best highlights in college was uh, Jalen Hyatt's just complete burning of um, Brian Branch. So let's go to the, the, the one strength, really. It's the main strength, and I'm not saying that in a bad way, but it's speed. Um, that's what's going to be it for Jalen Hyatt. And no, it's not like Jalen Waddle or Tyree Killspeed. Those are the only two guys in the NFL that have that same level. Those are the only two guys I would compare with each other. Tyreek Hill's at the top, top, top. And the second tier right below him is Jalen Waddle. And then you have that third tier with guys like McCole Hardman. Um, and honestly, I would definitely put Jalen Hyde in this mix. He is extremely fast. He's super quick off the line and catching a ball. He's going to be doing the fade routes. He's going to be running some crossers. And I think with Mike Kafka, right, because... He was successful, Tyreek Hill was, in the uh, Kansas City Chiefs offensive scheme. Well, we kind of stole Mike Kafka from the Chiefs, and now he's our offensive coordinator. So the things that Mike Kafka is going to be able to kind of, you know, uh, coordinate, uh, you know, funny word, offensive coordinator, coordinate, but that he can uh, scheme 
with now Jalen High in this playbook is absolutely phenomenal. I think he's going to give him a lot of versatility there. And Hyatt being what could be Daniel Jones's number one option. And I know we said that in the first round, we didn't want Hyatt or Downs. If you watched the draft reaction video, we're like, not Hyatt, not Downs. Well, that's because we don't need a slot receiver. But that was at pick 24. This was pick 73. <laughs> it's a little bit of a different situation now. We're past double the amount of picks um, since that point in the first round. So, yes, Hyatt is mainly a slot guy, and that is probably where he's going to play in the NFL. And I know the Giants already have a few slot players, but he can probably adjust to the outside. And it's just amazing value to get him at such late in this draft class. However, let's just finally talk about his weaknesses here. Um, and he's, he is only six foot, which is not that you know bad height wise, but his weight, he's only 185. So he's skinny. He probably won't be able to shake off stronger quarterbacks and cornerbacks, I should say, in the NFL. Uh, but that all goes into the weight room process, and that is something you could do. You can bulk up over the offseason. Easy fix. What is not going to be an easy fix, and it's going to take time. Uh, Tennessee's offense was, I guess you could call it a fake offense, um, in the way that Jalen Hyatt was able to kind of do whatever he wanted on the field, it seemed like, and he could run his own routes. Like Probably Tennessee was like, all right, Jalen, just try and get open, and he could do whatever out he wanted. That's really what the definition of fake offense is. That's what you do with flag football when you're in elementary school or middle school, or maybe sometimes in high school, you know, the best players, you just let them do what they kind of want to do. So with that being said, the route tree, very limited. A lot of just deep looks, a lot of deep crossers. In the NFL, you're not going to have that, especially with Mike Kafka's playbook. You're going to have a lot of plays that you circle through. So that's just going to be something that is going to take time for him to adjust. Obviously, he'll study the playbook throughout the entire offseason. Uh, but Studying the playbook and on the field running those routes are two very different things. So he's going to have to just get, definitely get adjusted and used to running a lot of different types of routes. But it's just super exciting. And I'm really, I'm, I'm obviously, like I said, you may not hear it in my voice because I'm super tired, but I'm ecstatic to have Jalen Hyde on this New York Giants team and what he's going to offer. I think it's absolutely wonderful uh, to this offense and Mike Kafka's offense specifically. Okay, I talked for a while now. Um, what? Yeah, I mean, you basically talked about everything with Hyatt I mean he's got really good hands too I'm not sure if you mentioned that but he is he's got really really solid hands so along with the speed the hands are there maybe not contested catch hands but just overall reliable hands um you know the route trees definitely need to improve that Tennessee offense uh you know just ran a lot of just streaks down the field little hook routes etc so um it's going to be interesting to see how he adjusts to the NFL and I think he will you know, adjust well here with the Giants. And also, he only had one year of production, really, in 2022 uh, with his 1,000-plus yard, 15-touchdown season. Not necessarily a bad thing. Joe Burrow also only had a one-year, you know, breakout season, and look where he is. So not necessarily a bad thing, just something to keep in mind more than anything. And I had him as a very, very early second-round grade um, at a 6.9, so much better. A really, really good value uh, in the third round. Joe Shane... Oh, uh, seemed very happy about it also. Daniel Jones actually texted Jalen Hyatt, apparently, uh, saying, you ready to go. Um, and he said uh, in his interview, I guess, with the Gi or on with the media, I guess you can say, that he loves what the Giants are doing um, going forward. And apparently, Brian Dable was the one who initiated the trade with Sean McVay uh, with the Rams to move up to pick 73, which I thought was an interesting tidbit as well. And, uh, a really, really successful day three. Rams got a quarterback today, right? They got a hooker? Did they? 
Who got Hooker? You got to check for me now. I want to say, no, the Lions got Hooker. No, the Ram Rams did not get a quarter. Yeah. So um, they made the Matt Stafford trade. Jared, Jared Goff. Jared Goff used to be on the Rams. Yep, there you go. That's why, because I'm like, Jared Goff got a backup today, or at least maybe a potential starter next year. Okay, was there any... Oh, you want to pass it? Are you, are you, are you done? I was going to go more into, tom you know, tomorrow, day three, but... Okay. Before we go into tomorrow, I guess hold in the middle. Well, hold on. Middle, there we go. Before we go into tomorrow, was there any anything else you wanted to cover from today? Not really, right? I mean, it was Joey Porter going right first of the second round. No surprise there. Will Levis going first in the second round, you know, one of the first picks. Not surpri no surprise there. There weren't really any surprises. I mean, Patriots going out there and getting a non-combine player. That's, I mean, what, do you, what else do you expect? I mean, Bill Belichick has those diamonds in the rough type of players, and they end up being good, and then everyone's like, wow, look at this. Bill Belichick knows what he's doing. Uh, Cody Mosh got picked. I don't even know if I, if you say his name right like that. I think that's how you say it. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm trying to... Here, I'm looking at the draft order. I really, I really don't think there was, there was anything uh, really super exciting. All the guys that... You know, you kind of had going, you know, I want to pull up my draft board. That's not really valuable anymore because all these guys are gone. <laughs> I know, it's sad. It's getting to that point now. Trent Simpson's gone too. I have to cross him off. I haven't even crossed him off yet. What I would say, I guess looking through round two, Michael May, uh, Sam Laporta went ahead of Michael Mayer at the Lions really early in the second round, which I thought was interesting. Steve Avila was the first interior lineman off the board to the Rams. Yeah, that was interesting. And then Osiris Torrance went later than I thought. He, to went, the Bills. he went after um, we picked John Michael Schmitz. Yeah. Bill's having an extra. Bill's having a great draft, by the way. They got Kincaid. Keely Ringo guy. Keely, Keely Ringo is still available, funny enough, mm -hmm. going into the fourth round. Jonathan Mingo went really early. Uh, BJ Ojolari went to the Cardinals. We saw Aziz there celebrating with him. So that was a really nice moment. Josh Downs went late, too. Josh Downs went after. Just a little bit after Jalen Hyde got yeah. picked by the Giants. Um, Brian Branch fell more to the mid of uh, third or second round, excuse me, to the Lions there. Uh, we had a couple running backs going. Uh, we had Kendrick Miller out of TCU going. Um, also, what's his name? The guy out of Auburn. Um, oh, Tank Bigsby. Had yeah, it. Bigsby. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Keanu Benton, a player that we talked about and we really liked in our seven-round mock draft, he actually went very, very early, 49. Well, Dealer Lane, Spears as well. Uh, Jaden Reed, who we, who I really liked at least, went fifth round or fourth round pick by many went in the second round. Yeah, went in the second round, which is exactly where yours truly had him graded. So I, I'm sorry, I need, I can't help myself. All right, so now yeah. you can keep the mic, whatever you keep in the middle, whatever. Okay, let's go to tomorrow. And I wanted, and even though we're in the fifth round, we could still talk about players that the Giants can look at. Um, not so much. I don't. Do we want to do three each again? I think let's just talk about players because we have no idea yeah. it'd be available. Uh, yesterday, if you didn't listen, we we went back and forth. We each elected three players that, if they were available on the board, the Giants should take them. That was for the second round. There's a whole round before we get to the Giants pick in five, and it's at the end of five too. So I think we just. Start I was just gonna look at a couple, like look through positions and just kind of go through. QB is an interesting one. I know maybe late in the draft tomorrow, could you see someone like um, Clayton Toon, who the Giants actually had a top 30 visit with, surprisingly? And that is definitely a, a um, what should I say, like not repetition, but it's been a key factor, I guess, so far. 
I want to say every player that the Giants have drafted, they've had a top 30 visit. That, They're definitely, true. It's something they prioritize. That's what I wanted to get to. Yeah. They prioritize athleticism, which you saw with the Banks pick and with the Hyatt pick. Upside, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with athleticism and then also um, top 30 visits. Those are the two priorities that I've seen so far with Joe Shane in this draft um, so far. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. A running back, I'd say Rashawn Johnson out of Texas is a good shout. Uh, D-Wayne McBride out of UAB. Uh, Deuce Vaughn still available out of Kansas State. A really small back, I believe 5'5". Five, five. Sean Tucker out of Syracuse is still available. Yep. So those are a few guys at the running back position. Wide, rece- wide receiver, I mean, Tyler Scott's still available. Or T. Perry. Sorry, I can't. Don't go through every single position. I'm not going to go through every single you're, position. You're, you're going through every And uh, Kayshawn Boot's still available. Still too. talking. We Sorry. picked the wide receiver just now. Anyway, I want to go to a pick because right now it's going in order of like what we've been saying. Um, we've been talking about draft needs and the draft need that hasn't been addressed yet that I wish they addressed here in round three or I I wish they were going to. Until they traded out of pick 89, I was like, okay, there's not going to be a lot of wide receivers left because I thought I was going to be gone, which he would have been. Um, I wanted them to address the interior uh, linebacker. So I want to talk about a couple of guys that might be available uh, at that spot. If he is still on the board, Ivan Pace Jr. and or Noah Sewell out of Oregon. Ivan Pace Jr. out of Cincinnati was uh, ninth in the position rankings uh, of the interior linebacker spot for ESPN, ranked 142 overall, grade of a 60. Doesn't say exactly where they have him ranked, but again, like you were saying, Alex, a very good player, uh, locates the ball and beats blockers quickly. He's 5'11", 231, so a little bit undersized. However, Noah was a little bit bigger. Uh, although he's lower in ESPN's rankings, he's 11 and then 157 overall, 56th grade. He's 6'2", 246. That's a linebacker right there. Uh, that's a really solid guy. He has a good uh, lower sense of gravity um, in his play. So I think if Pace Jr., if, if the Giants want to keep towards you know our list of their top needs, linebacker's next up, right? Because we address what... If we address all five in these first... No. What haven't we addressed yet? Interior offensive line, what did we cover that they haven't addressed yet? Only line. I mean, they could go guard, right? Guard is definitely still a need. Linebacker is still a need. Didn't we cover five positions? Yeah, defensive line as well. That That's what it was, defensive line. So, well, if they cover the first four positions that we talked about, because I think we did defensive line last, or do we do guards? It doesn't matter. If they get a linebacker here in round five, this would be great. So I'm hoping that Ivan Pace or Noah Sewell is available, and I'm hoping the Giants pick them. And after that point, it gets a little um, not scary uh, because... Winter's another nice player at a TCU, by the way. A big part of that uh, uh, national championship run. So. For me, it gets a little scary because I don't know the players after those two guys. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, Alex. All right, I'm going to run through a few more guys uh, to Josh's displeasure. Uh, All right. Oh, Kobe Wooden. Kobe Wooden. There you go. That's another player. I was going to mention him. So good you mentioned that. Uh, Will Mallory. I know he's a tight end, but really interested in him. I think he's a good player. Payne Durham as well out of Purdue. I don't think he falls, though. I don't think either of those guys are there in round five. Maybe Payne Durham, but probably not. Uh, I forget. How do I pronounce his name? Ikior out of Alabama. Ikior Jr., the guard. Definitely interesting as well. On the defensive line. Uh, Adeboware out of Northwestern, who was supposed to go much higher than this. Surprised he's still on the board. And then a Jomo out of Texas as well. Um, who else was I looking at before? Uh, Colby Wooden, you mentioned him, right? 
Uh, so him, you mentioned the linebackers. Those guys are certainly interesting as well. Uh, from the edge room, there's not really a, a much left at this point. Uh, our guy, uh, Yaya Diaby, ended up going in the yeah. round. So, I know. Uh, you know. Good for him. We're big fans of his, so good luck to him. Keely Ringo is still on the board in the fourth round. He was projected to go in the late fourth, early, uh, late first, excuse me, early second. And now he could be going in the late fourth of all places. I think he's going to be a very early pick tomorrow, would be my guess. Maybe there's some sort of medical issue that we're uh, unaware of, but certainly interesting. And then um, one last player I wanted to mention, sorry, uh, Daniel Scott out of California. Um, a good safety, and the Giants do need safety probably. They do have Dane Belton, obviously, but could be another position of need. No, it's a good call. And um, with that being said, we're approaching a half hour, and we went a half hour yesterday until we started winding it down. So as long as nothing's trending on Twitter, Alex, which there isn't, right? A lot of happy Giants and I'm sure there's a lot of happy 49ers fans that what just came up on my feed that we talked about a little bit earlier, a nice little laugh to end the night. With the 99th overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the 49ers selected Randy, was it? Oh, Robbie Gold. That's who they had, right? Robbie Gold's replacement, Jake Moody, kicker out of Michigan. Imagine taking a kicker in the third round. That's, that's insane, man. What are they doing? That's very bold. Bold take right there on the Giant Take podcast. Oh, when you need another kicker. Kicker's important. Maybe not third round important. So, again, let's recap here. Uh, the, the, oh, we're good. Let's rank our favorites. So, out of the three picks, Alex, who would you say your favorite is? I, you know mine. But uh, let's see. Who do you think your favorite is? My favorite pick? Honestly, I'm not even trying to get out of this answer whatsoever. I think all three of the picks equally are good. I, I, I think they were all great picks. I don't really... Great cop-out answer, I, I'm not even trying to cop out. I guess I would say Banks still because I'm really excited about him. But I really think that all three of these guys, in terms of my level of excitement, the value at the position that they got them at, it's all very, very good. And I'm I'm happy with all of them. But I guess I'd lean Banks since I don't want to say nobody because otherwise people will be mad at me. You knew where I was going from the minute I asked that question. Jalen Hyatt, uh, again, being, I'm, I'm going to keep saying it, being able to trade like 15 spots up for a guy who was, no matter what you gave up, I don't even care that we gave up the fourth and the fifth, or the third and the fourth. We we went over the, you know, the point values there for the trade. It, was, it, it checked out well. For a first round prospect, basically, from any source you look at, he's a first round guy. If anything, early second round. Uh, that's what Alex had him as. It's just great value, and I think he's going to be a great player in the NFL. I hope he's going to be a great player in the NFL and another weapon for the New York Giants. Now, you look at these wide receivers. I'm going to try and list as many as I can at the top, off the top of my head. We got Darius Slayton. We have um, Wondell Robinson coming off the ACL tear. We have Paris Campbell coming off the Indianapolis Colts signing. Uh, we now have Jalen Hyatt. Sterling Shepard coming off uh, another Achilles tear or something like that, right? Another injury. Something like that. Isaiah Hodgins. Isaiah Hodgins. And I think that's a, the and Colin Johnson. But yeah, we got a lot of what? Forget about Sills Army. Is he still on the team? Yeah. He's coming back? Okay. Well, we have a lot of options uh, at the uh, wide receiver position. And then don't forget, we have another wide receiver. His name's Darren Waller. His position is tight end, but he's another wide receiver on and this team. We almost add that to our haul today because we did trade the 100th pick, which would have been tonight for Darren Waller. So maybe add that as another 
a piece to the puzzle if you really want to get even happier. But why would you even need either? You can't get more happy than we all are tonight. Yeah, you saw the Raiders actually got their replacement of yeah. Waller today. Yeah. It was another China. Yeah. I, I don't even know his name, honestly. Okay, anyway, we're approaching 35 minutes now. We thank you so much for listening or watching this episode of the Giant Take Podcast. Rounds, or day two recap, I'll just say, rounds two and three. The Giants got John Michael Schmitz, man, and Jalen Hyatt. Oh, what a great job. We're having a great two days so far. This is really making me feel good uh, inside and outside. Uh, anyway, again, subscribe to the podcast if you're also feeling good. I'll podcast Spotify, wherever you listen. Go to shippingstudios.com slash giant take to find a bunch of places to listen. Social media platform, social media, social media. We're going to dig that in. Uh, the Giant Take Pod on Insta- uh, Twitter and TikTok. Instagram and Facebook is the Giant Take Podcast. Alex, he's on Twitter at Inorian23. I'm on Twitter at JoshSolo29. Uh, rate us five stars as well if you're enjoying the podcast and the grinding of the late night content and finishing these episodes at 12 a.m. Yep. Okay. We're going to recharge our batteries tonight. We're going to be ready for day two tomorrow, which probably day three tomorrow. See, I'm so tired. I don't even know what day it is. Um, well, it, it is technically day three pretty much because it's turning midnight. So, um, yeah, we'll be ready, uh, you know, for hopefully another good day and really anything uh, will be good and cap off this draft. And uh, we'll see you, I guess, next time with our full draft recap, which should be pretty exciting. And we'll see you next time. Have a good night or a good morning, whatever you're listening to this. Um, It's good, whatever time it is right now, to be a Giants fan. Peace. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.